All right, guys, we are back. Oh my gosh, we've made it. We made it. The last primer. Oh, what a great feeling. I'm so proud of us. I am too. And it almost didn't happen tonight. Why not? Because you were watching your movie, He's the Man, or gosh. what's it What's it called? That's right. You got right. He's was the it, Man. Was that the name of it? Yes. I was just, I was joking. As though <laughs> I thought that, just to show my ignorance of the stupidity in the world. I thought I was just saying something random, and it ends up, that was the title. Don't try to tell people you were not as invested as I was in that movie. I really, yeah, no, I'm I'm going to, uh, I don't know, I can't really form intelligent thoughts, seeing, you know, the drivel that was coming through, because you had, like, in that movie, there was, like, scenes where they had, like, a, t- it was like a TikTok or a streaming overlay with likes, I'm like, yes. get that out, no. I like, know. what has happened to cinematography? It it tried too hard. This isn't a pop culture podcast, but I will go ahead and give you my hot take. I think hot, it is. I hot think take. is pop culture, so it, we should let it roll. Okay, well, my what, hot... What are you saying to Piper? <laughs> well, you Piper. just gave her a rude head gesture. <laughs> it's like, oh, man, there was a strong, like, you get the F out right now. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> She's had her bacon grease. She's feeling herself right now. She is not. This is what she does. At this time of night, she just comes and stares at me. Okay, what were you, what, what were you saying about the... Don't watch this movie. I loved She's the Man. Nope, she's all that. I love She's the Man, too, but uh, this is... She's all that. No, did you say he's the man? I'm just going to let you figure it out. Okay. What, what did I say? <laughs> I can't remember. What I but it's He's All That is the movie. And it's a remake of um, uh, She's All That, which was in 1999, which was a good classic 90s rom-com. I don't think there was a bad movie made in 1999. Well, I'm sure we can find one. I'm not saying it's good. <clears throat> I'm just saying it's a classic rom-com. And this one was not great. But I will say... The one thing in this movie is they had this guy who was ugly and then the girl made him attractive. And he really did look ugly at the beginning. I mean, that sounds bad, but the transformation was um, was actually really good. And that is where it ended. Do so. you think the actor, his like normal state is the ugly or the... Not ugly. I think Like, what is his state of nature? Well, I looked it up. Okay. <laughs> and I think that he's one of those, you know, like, I don't know if you know this, but like when people are like supermodel pretty, a lot of times they kind of almost look ugly. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? I feel that that's the case for me. Oh, is I it? just kind of, yeah. You get that a lot? That you're well, like, no, I just kind of straddle that line. And I and feel like tough. that's how this guy is, is he has very unique features that can make him look very attractive, but also kind of, you know. Shocking. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm it's not like saying your, that right. It's like your face is just like, it's too much for me in this moment. Mm. Is that what you get? People tell you, they say, Ben, your face is too much for me in this moment. Often, often, really, yes. It's yeah. true. It's true. So, so Yeah. That, that's where we were right before. Um, but we're here. Now we can finally talk about Florida because I watched that movie. Yeah. And I was about to say, you know, I had an exciting day. I had a, 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 I almost said a student vomit on me. That was <laughs> not quite. Been that would have been, been a story. No, uh, child number one uh, vomited on my feet. I didn't tell you that part. No. Like she like kept going and then my feet happened to be in the way. So anyway. Uh, so speaking of vomiting on someone's feet, Florida football, um, especially this last decade, 
because what well, you're just you're just giddy because you're ready to just not. bash Florida. Well, maybe. Listen, I try to be objective here. Listen, so I've thought about this because my natural inclination is snark and making fun of Florida. So I'm going to try really hard not to do that, but it might come out. I mean, you've been that way for half of these primers. <laughs> just like I'm either going to be in a terrible mood or I'm just going to be really sassy. I'm not in a terrible mood. I mean, these all can't be it's, Vanderbilt it's, or Ole Miss. It's it's just Florida. There's there, there's just a level of snark that comes with it. Yeah, so Florida. I mean, you describe them as vomiting on your feet, so. Fair point. Well, you know, Florida, you know, here's the thing. The 2000s. I don't remember much about Florida in the first part of the 2000s. I guess that was like post-Spurrier, Ron Zook. Do you mm-hmm. remember the Zucker? I do. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he had that nickname. The Zucker. <laughs> did you just give him that? I'm sure somebody <laughs> did. Some I did. Point. You Zucker. Um, but yeah, they were kind of like bland. And then Urban came, right? And Urban Meyer transformed Florida into this sexy beast that well, the conquered 90s, the world. Well, the they were so good. Right. Spurrier. Much sexier then. Right. I don't know why that's my adjective of choice. I don't know either. But the fun and gun with Steve Spurrier was... Uh, I'm trying to think of like an equivalent, uh, kind of like the Kansas City Chiefs right now when they're rolling. I know you're an NFL connoisseur. Yeah, I was going to go mad. Uh, I'll hit with somebody so you can go. But like there's a level of gas pedal pushing that mm-hmm. no one can keep up with. Like This is Florida with Spurrier? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I get that. And that was the 90s, and, you know, and Spurrier had, the, of course, the attitude and the, the quotes and everything. And that's the Florida I grew up with. You know, Florida hasn't always, if you look back through its history, it's not always been a top five, top ten program in college football. And not until Spurrier, of course, he won a Heisman as a quarterback in Florida. Mm-hmm. And then it was not until he got there in, the, I think, the very late 80s, early 90s that he turned Florida into a national power. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's one of those things where in the 2000s is is Florida going to stay a national power or is it going to be, you know, what it was before Spurrier and Urban Meyer helped it bring it back. And, of course, you know, the one quarterback they had, Chris Leak, right, mm-hmm. who yes. led the, the school in passing yards, uh, and the other guy. Um, but... Just overall, looking at this decade of Florida football, you know, like it's interesting that you say like that they have not always had this big, like their history is not like that of Alabama. And I feel like you kind of see that you don't, you don't have that, that history this last decade. It was the worst decade since the seventies. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. So the image that I have in my head is, um, have you ever done paper airplanes? Have I ever made a paper airplane? Yeah. Or done is like, is it a game you're talking I mean, about? Kind or just of. You made... race the paper airplanes, right? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. So um, are you good at it? Uh, no, I can't say okay. I am. I'm not either. No. And I don't really know the magic to it. I don't know if there is. I'm sure there's some kind of strategy Well, I think it. it's just repetition. You have to do it a lot to be... To like get the right kind of aerodynamics right. of the paper, right? Absolutely, yeah. Um. So do you have the hiccups? No. Okay. No, I just, I had some pizza and it's like rebelling against me. And also I had to, I was eating an apple. You all need to know about this. I was eating an apple and I was forced to eat it quickly because someone cannot be in the same room with other people when they're eating 
because they are very sensitive to loud chewing. Apparently, alleged loud chewing. It's okay. Y'all just marry somebody who you don't hate the way they chew. It'll make your life a lot easier. Um, my back to my image imagery here with paper airplanes. Anytime I make a paper airplane and I throw it and there's like this like brief couple of seconds that I'm like, is this actually going to go somewhere? And then every single time it's like flying and then it just dive bombs. Sure. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, I don't even see it coming. It's not like it like slowly goes down. It's like, Oh, yeah. And that's how I felt about Florida this season, this decade. Yeah. Is it's like, oh, are we going somewhere? And Dive then, bomb. And then goodbye. And, and then Will Muschamp again. steers it into a mountain. Right. You like have this like brief, brief moment of hope. And then it's like absolute horrible. Absolutely horrible. And it's not only wins and losses, but the drama of, of really all three coaches that left during the decade. They've had four coaches during the decade. Mm-hmm. All three left under very, like, dramatic circumstances. And usually when a coach leaves, you know, they get fired at the end of the year. It's whatever. But really, all three of these, uh, all starting with the letter M. Actually, all four of their coaches this decade start with, what does that mean? I don't know. All four start with the letter M. I think M is a very popular last name, starting letter. Well, okay, so much for that. Um, (laughs) But, uh, no, they all left in very interesting uh, situations. So, uh, Urban Meyer, still the coach of Florida at the at the turn of the decade. I think winning national titles at Florida in 2006 and 2008. Okay. And to give you context, uh, 2007 I think was Saban's first year mm-hmm. at Alabama. So, uh, <clears throat> and then you know I, I hate to bring it back to Saban on every one of these teams, but he's so much a frame of reference because. 2006, Florida wins the national title. is a bit of a surprise. Uh, 2007, they're a decent team. And then 2008 was a team with Tebow making the speech against Ole Miss Mm -hmm. after the Ole Miss loss. They win the national title. So Florida's won two out of three, right? Mm -hmm. Well, 2008 was the first year that Bama arrived under Saban. And so the next year, 2009, Bama will win the national title. So you're in a position here, if you're Urban Meyer, that – you are definitely not the only, you know, big kid in town. That's right. And not saying that this is what leads to it, but at the end of 2009, on the day after Christmas, Urban Meyer <gasps> resigns. The day after Christmas in 2005? Wait, in when? 2009. 2009. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry, I wasn't listening for yeah. a minute. Okay, welcome back. <laughs> uh, and then, this I mean, this is kind of crazy. December 26th, he says, I quit. Mm-hmm. The next day, he says, no, I'm just taking a leave of absence. Okay. And then he but just... But didn't he have... He had some health issues, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. And so he had to like go to the hospital after that last game or something like that. Something to that effect. Yeah. He was just dehydrated, um, the reports say. Yeah. Uh, and then he, in March 2010, announces, okay, I'm back. So... You start the decade under this context of Bama's coming. Um, what's Meyer going to do? He's in and out, coming back in. He's won two of the last four national titles. Mm-hmm. It's extremely successful. Uh, but then 2010 starts, Florida wins their first four, and then they lose big at number one Alabama. Mm-hmm. And that's an Alabama team that would end up losing two or three games. That wasn't one of Saban's best. That mm-hmm. was the Cam Newton year. Mm-hmm. Um 
And then they lost two in a row, including a loss, a uh, field goal at the, the buzzer against LSU. They lost big to South Carolina. They lost big to Florida State. And Meyer announces his retirement again in mid-December before the bowl game. Okay. So he did that year, and then he announces he's retiring again. Yes. A year later. That is correct. Okay. So we were just like on Rocky. We're just Rocky with him. Like it's year to year, it sounds like. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. And and I, I'm just very, this is, I mean, this has basically been the Urban Meyer story. As if you don't know, later in the decade, he's going to go to Ohio State and be there for like five, six years. Um, You know, some people wear stress better than others. And mm-hmm. it affects the body in different ways. And it's very serious, obviously serious medical situations that he's been in. Uh, but he always comes back. He does. And you know where he is now. He's at the Titans, Jacksonville Jaguars. That's the one. That's right. Yeah, with uh, Prince Goldenhair himself. That's right. Uh, and so, this is his first year there. Right. And, of course, he signed Tebow to work out in training camp as a tight end. Mm. Uh, it did not go well. Okay. Tebow gets cut. Anyway. I mean, Tebow's old now. Well, he's like my He's, he's like my our age. age. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. It it's, is. It's tough for him. Um. So, anyway, Meyer's out. So, Florida is now in a position where not only has Alabama won a national title, but Auburn wins a national title in 2010 with their former backup quarterback to Tim Tebow, one Cameron Newton. That's right. So, now you're in a position where, okay, you've got two SEC West teams that have just won titles. LSU is always strong. You're clearly not the the strength of the conference anymore. Probably still the strength of the East. So who do you go out to build on the legacy of Urban Meyer? Clearly, you go get William Muschamp. Well, what's okay? So tell me about Will Muschamp. Uh, I know he played at Georgia. He did. And was he ever under Saban? I think he was at LSU. I think everyone okay. was at LSU with Saban. Okay. Jimbo, I think, was there at some point. Yeah. I, I don't think, know if Kirby Smart was no, there at that point. No, I think you're right. But. I think he was at LSU with Saban. But he had never, at this point, never coached, uh, been a head coach. And I think he had been already tagged or designated to be the coach in waiting at Texas. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, under Mac Brown. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, the decision was made. You know, for him to leave that, and he had the opportunity at Florida to go coach there, and he went. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, kind of, to see how that turned out for everybody. Uh, really, no one it turned out well for <laughs> long term. Uh, so, Muschamp takes over. He's a defensive coordinator at Texas. Um, so, he's a defensive minded guy. That's very different to Urban Meyer, mm-hmm. who was, you know, not Steve Spurrier, mm-hmm. but on the same track in terms of an offensive mind. Um, it's, it's just four years here that we're going to look at and it's just doesn't really take off. 2011. I disagree with that. Oh, okay. Well, tell me about it. Well, two, I mean, you got your first, your first season and it didn't go well. I mean, it's seven and six, right? Yeah. That's not great. It's not great, no, but they lost great. to all ranked teams. <laughs> they yeah. didn't beat a ranked team that year and Florida state. Um, and then, but they beat Ohio State in the Gator Bowl, which is like their hometown. I mean, game, it's right? a, yeah, I mean, to play in the Gator Bowl if you're Florida, I mean, what more would you want? But, you know, I I personally give each coach a buy. Uh, not a buy necessarily at that first year, but a, okay, we'll see. 
right? We'll see. Yeah. So that's where we are. We'll see. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's the 2012. Tell me about 2012. It, it is looking like that first year, which, of course, you're putting your own culture in. Right. You're, you're then starting to recruit players to play your system and to kind of to develop the way that you would like them to develop. And it is a comeback year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they win their first seven. And then they lose to Georgia. Mm-hmm. And this is the year that Georgia is, what, three, four yards away from the national title mm-hmm. uh, appearance. They finish 11-1. and uh, And, again, I'm fortunate that they didn't get the chance to go to the SEC championship at 11-1. I mean, there's right. not going to be many so years. So they were co-champs with Georgia, but because Georgia won, right. they're head-to-head. Right. And that was the year the East was just stacked because you also had South Carolina, mm-hmm. who was right there as well, I think, going... Probably the last two. time the East would be called stacked. That's probably true. Yeah, it all goes uh, goes away when Missouri comes to town. So, I think Missouri is the problem. Oh, that's maybe just my thesis. That's, that's a good theory to kind of go off of. So, so yeah, then they go to the Sugar Bowl, uh, which is a good bowl. Play Louisville. Is this Teddy Bridge? Not Teddy. Bridge. This is Teddy. This is Teddy Bridgewater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a good Louisville. I mean, if they're at the Sugar Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. And lose. And lose bad. Oh, okay. And it is one of those things in, you know, Louisville every now and again because the ACC is hot garbage. Even though I don't know if Louisville I don't know if they were in the ACC by that point yet or not. I think I don't think they were. They were probably still in the Big East. Uh but because even then the Big East was hot garbage. Um <laughs> is that kind of the French uh pronunciation <laughs> garbage. For, for garbage. Um but anyway, uh, they get into the Sugar Bowl and they just run Florida. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's an absolute, um, it's an absolute uh, terrible performance for the Gators. And you don't really want to like put a lot of stock into like how a bowl game can determine program momentum. Mm-hmm. But if the narrative fits, wear the shoe. Yeah. Right? that's what people say. Right, sure. But I think that's true. You know, if they had such a they had, I mean, 11 and one second season as a coach, you could have, should have, would have gone to the um, SEC championship. And then where would you have been? Where would they have been if the playoffs were there? You know, if this was playoff time, they right. might have been in contention. They might have been in the playoff. Yeah. Um, like, I think this is, there's, there's some wind being caught under your uh, paper airplane, right? It's like, oh, maybe, maybe this is going to look good for us. But then what happens? Well, 2013, uh, which in context is not going to end well for Florida fans because Florida State's going to win the national title that year. Uh, but even beyond that, Florida starts well again. That's a very common refrain. Uh, they start well probably because one of those games is usually against Kentucky, but that's neither here nor there. But then the wheels fall off. The paper airplane hits a volcanic explosion of ash <laughs> just whoo. and not only does georgia lose their final seven games but it's losing to vanderbilt mm-hmm. now granted james franklin vanderbilt mm-hmm. but then the the losses of all losses tell me about just as a as a lifelong resident of georgia mm-hmm. give me the vibe of georgia southern oh, like gosh, what are okay. what are what are we dealing with here thankfully i have not had any um are you okay? I'm sorry. Okay, Georgia Southern um, is... Thankfully, thankfully, you haven't had what? <laughs> I've had any... You try to get out of that. I want you to get back in. What were no, you I was going to say, thankfully, I haven't had any... Um, what, do, what do you want to call them? Like, I don't know. What do we want to call them? <laughs> What's the word I'm looking for? Um, 
libations tonight. That is, oh. So I feel like not, that usually sometimes makes me a little too honest. Um, well, but, be honest. We're all friends. Are we? Are we all friends? We are. Um, no, Georgia Southern. I wonder how much that kind of compares to like Western Kentucky and UK. Um, if so what is a that? Similar, what is, what, it's it's so very... I, and so maybe you can tell me. It's very much like you are the little brother that always got compared to the big brother. So little brother hates big brother and will do anything that against big brother. I don't even know. But there's no really much comparison because the size of the schools are so, so different. Well, I don't even know if it's little brother. I think it's more of like extended cousin. Or like little like half brother. You know, sure. like we can get some like complicated family dynamics in here. Right, right. Um, but that's, I mean, I think that there's a lot of people in Georgia, I'm sure, who are both Georgia Southern and UGA people. I just don't know them. So please They're out there. They let me know. Introduce yourself to Most us. Most people who I know are Georgia Southern fans or graduates don't, are, are annoyed by UGA. So Georgia Southern is in Val. Is it in Valdosta? No, it's in Statesboro. Okay, well, it should be in Valdosta because that is south. Okay, well, it's it's south enough. Okay, Sorry, yeah, it's just, it's like I was it's, just being geographically sassy. Yeah, well, there. Valdosta State is. Oh, well, that would so, make sense. Yeah. Um, so anyway, why do we bring that up? Because Florida loses in the Cupcake Week, which is of course the 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 week uh, before the the final week of the season. Uh, Georgia, uh, Florida loses to Georgia Southern at home, right. and this is a this is probably the the paper airplane is crashing. Yeah, because Vandy was good, but even just to lose that as a course of like losing five straight games, and then you lose to Georgia Southern, then you get blown up by Florida State uh, to end the season. Uh, it's not great. Yeah. And uh, there's a famous clip from the Georgia Southern game in which two Florida players, two defensive players, or my, yeah, I think it was two defensive players, end up blocking each other mm-hmm. and like holding, you know, when you block someone, you mm-hmm. like engage in the block and try to hold them for a while. Mm-hmm. Not holding, but hold them. So to, it, through the play, two Florida players were holding each other and blocking mm, each other. Yeah. It's just not the best look. You know, and I think what makes this worse, because honestly, and I'm going to say this, if Georgia State, maybe not the current Georgia football climate, but maybe like where Florida would have been, if Georgia Southern had beat Georgia, there would almost be like, a well, they really hate them. Like, this is a rivalry, you know? Like, there would almost be some kind of, like, reasoning behind that. But I feel like, like, Georgia Southern and Georgia, I mean, and Florida, like, there's not really, is there hatred there? I don't, right? Like, not. so, like, I feel like, why did you lose to Georgia Southern? You know, like, well, I feel were, like if it's bad. like Alcorn they, they... State came to Georgia and they beat them yeah it's like why like there's no it's not even like you can ba- blame bad blood or anything like that you know right you could almost blame it through the fact that they were not a good football team yes that sounds like that's <laughs> probably what that was because they crashed yeah it, but i get what you're saying that there was no like i mean for georgia southern which is statesboro closer to gainesville i know i was wondering that athens i mean i'm sure that georgia southern is pulling a lot of players out of northern florida yeah uh so um, i mean it's obviously going to be a game that georgia southern is more important to them than it is to florida correct and you're going to see that in a week or two when this year's games play 
start, rather. Uh, and you're going to get an SEC team lose to a team that you're like, what, how? Mm-hmm. I mean, how did that happen? It's going to happen. It's just hope it's not Kentucky. Okay. Uh, just to, just saying. So I am, a, you know, after this, this season ends, you, you kind of look at it and you say, okay, 11-1 the year before, 11-2 after the Louisville loss, and then you have this disaster in 2013. Like, do, does Florida let Muschamp go after that? Mm-hmm. And they don't. They bring him back, uh, which I think there's some programs out there who would be like, yeah, you're not going to lose seven in a row to Vandy Georgia Southern and get another year. And that's the first losing season since 1979. Wow, that's incredible. Right. That's incredible. Well, 2014, they only just escape a losing season. Right. Uh, they go six and five and in the recovery year, so to speak. They do beat Georgia. Uh, they yeah. get that... Uh, that uh, cocktail party win, but uh, Muschamp is fired after the, uh, the last game, which they actually nearly beat number one Florida State uh, in 2014. So, so close yet so far, and Muschamp is sent packing after two very, very substandard years. Two? Oh, yeah, two. Yeah. Very so. Okay. Two in a row. Yeah, mm-hmm. two in a row. Yep. So, by second M, where's our third M? So, third M... Is going to be Jim McElwain. Okay. And I am just trying to think right now about where Jim McElwain came from. Uh, And I want to say that he came from Central Michigan. That sounds right. But I don't think that's right because that's where he's coaching now. Oh, okay. Never mind. That's maybe. But there may be something in me. I get the Google out. There may be something in me that says he actually came from there. And then he's gone back there, which is a delightful story. Is it? Yes. For uh, Central Michigan? Yeah. Uh, like the... Um, yeah, like where he was before he went to Florida. Okay, come on. Okay, come on, come on. Uh, Colorado State. <laughs> okay. So, whiffed on that one. That yeah. does not feel right. Are you sure that's correct? Um, I mean, argue with Wikipedia, not me. Oh, so you're using Wikipedia. I am. But okay. he went to Michigan after Florida. Yeah, he was... Uh, a wide receiver. He coach. was... Okay. And then he went, now he's at Central, Central Michigan. Michigan. Who starts the season against Missouri. And by the way, stick around this weekend. We will have your SEC East preview. God willing, we uh, will yeah. have that. I mean, <laughs> we'll see. We never know what the, we have we'll to see. We'll up see. on a foot today. We'll so. see who vomits on my foot on Sunday. Uh, but I, um, yeah, I was, well, I'll talk to you about that later. So he was, he was offensive coordinator um, at Alabama. From 2008 to 2011. Ah, another Saban assistant. Mm-hmm. Um, spoiler alert, he will not beat them. Mm. <laughs> 2015, Florida starts 6-0. and We're back, baby. Gators are back in business. 6-0. and Everything looking good. They beat number three, Ole Miss. Right, that's a big win. At home, that's Hugh Freeze. Um, 38-10. to mm-hmm. um, But then they lose at LSU. Uh, but they win 10 of their first 11. They start 10 and one. Uh, however, the last game of the season, they lose 27 to dose. Mm. That's two. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a tough score. They yeah. lose to Florida state 27 to two. It's a weird score. Yeah. Uh, and then they get crushed by Bama in the sec final. And then they get blown out by Michigan in a bowl. However, 10 wins. Ten wins, first season. It's obviously in the right direction. However, one of the things that I think a lot of Florida fans didn't really like is that was really kind of a leftover from Will Muschamp's defense. Mm -hmm. 
the one of the problems with Florida under Muschamp is they just could not score. Mm-hmm. And again, all that's relative to what you had under Urban Meyer. But you bring in McIlwain, who's more of an offensive guy, and they come in 2015. They're like, okay, this you know defense is still rock solid and good. Offense will get better. Even though they went 10 and three, it was not a beautiful product. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, it was just not something that Florida fans enjoyed watching. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like when Kentucky went 10 and or 10 and three a couple years ago. It was not pretty, mm-hmm. right? But it was just like, we're just going to be more physical than you and out, well, out punch you, basically. And that was 2015. So that was, you know, a year of the West. You know, West is yeah. kind of coming up. Yeah. So, you know, and the East is kind of, you know, Tennessee's not doing great. And Every, everyone's terrible. Everyone's terrible. Yeah. And this that, is Georgia. This is a transition year for and them. That, and that was, that was kind of the point is that, and you're going to see that in 2016, is that Florida kind of won the division those years by default. Mm-hmm. It was just nobody else was consistent enough um, to, to consistent, you know, to challenge them. Mm-hmm. And they were just like good enough. So they just basically showed up and were like, all right, we're here in Atlanta. And now let's get sacrificed to the Nick Saban machine. Right. Which is what happened in 2016. They get crushed at Arkansas. They lose again to Florida State. Uh, and they lost to Tennessee. I mean, that that's like Tennessee's only win over Florida for the last like 15 years, mm-hmm. by the way. And then they get crushed by Alabama in the, the SEC championship. So, I mean, it's kind of the same is that Florida fans. They, they still, by 2016, aren't seeing a lot of progress. They're seeing, like, we're, we're just good enough to be in, in a position to be okay. Right. So, like, if you look at, like, the the pound for pound, as some would say. Oh, some have said. Yeah. Um, that it's not that great, but at the end of the season, it's like, oh, well, we got... Ten four nine four seasons. So I don't think you're using the phrase correctly. No. Mm, Okay. Well, I'll try again next time. I guess Um, the three minutes of me trying to explain it. I already told you last time. I don't think you explained it very well. Well, apparently not. Um, but you know, like, but like, I get what you're saying. But then at the end of the season, you still have these numbers that it's like, okay, I mean, maybe McIlwain is doing something here. Yeah, it's just hard. Of course, we have hindsight, right? Because if he like if they, they go on to win the SEC East for like three more years to win a title, mm-hmm. like obviously this is a building blocks mm-hmm. to where they're going. But 2017 is going to show us that that is not uh, where they were going so at all. So continuing my metaphor yes. of the airplane. So this airplane, you shoot it off with McElwain starting. And it wavers a little, but it's staying up yeah. for two years. Right. And then in 2017, it just plummets. Yeah. Yeah. And here it goes down. And but, here it goes down. So they lose to, do they start off with Michigan that season? Is that their first game? I think so. Okay. And so they lose to Michigan starting mm-hmm. off the bat. Yeah. Um, and then they continue to lose to LSU and um Number three, Georgia. That was yeah, a good Georgia team. They did have a 70-yard Hail Mary to beat Tennessee, which was oh. very much the highlight. Nice. And they also had a win over Kentucky in which Kentucky decided not to uh, cover the wide receivers yeah. twice in, in the same game. You want to talk about that game again? I, I'm, I'm going I'm to say as much about that game as I did for the hour after the game when it <laughs> happened, and that is nothing. So let's let's move on from there. So the point is – Beginning of that season, they had some Pyrrhic victories mm-hmm. in the sense of, like, yeah, you won, but, I mean, it's not very impressive. And then, like you said, 
Lost, 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 lost to Georgia. We are actually at that game mm-hmm. um, in Jacksonville where Georgia just wiped the floor with them. And it was very clear at that point. I think that made it very clear to Florida fans uh, in that game is that McIlwain had just treaded water mm-hmm. for two and a half years. And Kirby Smart has, uh-oh. Right. <laughs> I mean, this looks like Alabama Junior right. coming here. Um, there was no way that they, they could compete. Right. And I think for Florida fans, it's like, mm, this may not this may not be the best. Right. And he was let go after that game. But did you read anything about why he was let go and kind of the process leading into that game? Well, tell me. So there was a, a again in that stretch where they lost like they lost the last second uh, decision to A and M and they lost I think you said to LSU. Uh, in that stretch they wore against I want to say A and M. Did do you remember the Florida uniforms that were like literally gator skin? Oh yeah, they're so ugly. I mean, it's like what have we done to fashion? Right, right. I know that's what you were asking. Somewhere Meryl Streep is disapproving right. what's going on right. what was her what was her name in the miranda 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 what miranda lambert that's not right it's not quite it i don't miranda think combs that's the lady no? in lexington <laughs> oh the tv, <laughs> the TV lady. <laughs> oh was right. she like the investigation yeah she was always very serious she was she had a lot of makeup on too yeah she was ready to roll she was okay i'm sorry miranda i can't remember miranda tate no Pate. Oh. Anyway. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I, I can remember. I can see her like looking at us, trying for us to to figure it out. Priestley, she... Miranda Priestley. That's it. Well done. Thank you. Okay. Anyway, where were we? Uniforms were bad, and then after one of the games, I don't know if it was a Georgia game or it was around that time. Uh, McElwain, in his like weekly pressers says and claims that him and his family got death threats oh i did hear this okay, yes. yes continue and uh obviously the, uh, talking about like the criticism because mm-hmm. the season's going haywire which it's like you know there is a world i could totally see that i mean i can absolutely see that happening right, unfortunately right. and if he had said that in the moment i'd be like that's awful mm-hmm. right um the problem is is Florida like when that happens? You got to investigate, it, right? Right. If His bosses season, do, right? For sure. If it's season ticket holders, like they're gone. You know, anybody mm-hmm. who comes in, like you, you make sure that that is punished. The problem is they did an investigation, and McElwain did like nothing in terms of helping them mm-hmm. discover or figure out what was going on, and um, and Florida was there. Basically, the AD and the the higher ups were like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was nothing like mm-hmm. they they could follow up because it it seemed the perception was that he just kind of made that up in the moment. Mm-hmm. And what ended up happening is Florida used that uh, kind of that falsification of threats. They basically used that as justification to be able to fire him with cause. Oh wow! So instead of firing him midseason, which again I think is after the Georgia game, mm-hmm. they let him go. Um, Instead of firing him and having to pay him this big uh, payout or mm-hmm. this, what's the word? Uh, buyout. Buyout, that's it. Yeah. I almost said bailout. I was like, yeah. that's not quite it. Uh, instead <laughs> of using. Florida, maybe it is. Well, whew, shots fired. Sorry, I told you it's natural. Yeah, I know. <laughs> there, there it is. That's what I was talking about earlier. Uh, but anyway, instead of this big uh, buyout, now because of this like breach of his contract, they were able to get out of paying like eight million more dollars to him wow. to get him to go away wow 
So it just did not That's end up sucky. well. The yeah, other for thing, now. but he also, and this is more of like SEC culture uh, and jokes that live on in history. Do you know about the shark picture? I don't think I know this one. So I think it was right before this final year. There was a picture that got out, which uh, started to make the rounds around the internet. I don't know if you're familiar with mm-hmm. the internet, uh, but it started to... You didn't even bite on that no, one. No, I'm not going to bite on that one. <laughs> anyway, speaking of biting, the picture was of a man laying naked on a boat by a caught... It's either a shark, or I think it was a shark, mm-hmm. on a boat. And the man was completely naked. Oh, okay. And was it, he laying it, up or down? Side. Side, So okay. don't worry, there was none of that. Oh, okay. Uh, it it looked exactly like Jim McElwain. I mean, the... What, do we know what he looks like laying on his side naked? You look at his face. Oh. Like, you could see his face. <laughs> like, we could that. tell by the contours of his backside. Well, I was imagining that it was, like, from, like, way up yeah, top. Yeah, sure. Sure. And so, like, we just saw But he was, like, turned. Like, I'm going to try to model it here. He's, like, turned on his side. He's, like, looking up at the camera right now. Oh, okay. And, like, his legs are in a way that you don't see any sort of, like, appendage. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, like, that picture just gets around and everyone's having a ball with it, right? Yeah, for sure. So, they, like, ask him about it. And he, like, it's like, that's not funny. (gasps) It's like. Yep. (laughs) So, he's, it's like, I mean, you kind of. Like you could clearly say it's not your, right. it's not you, but like have fun with it. But he right. was like, it's like y'all need to shut up about that. I mean, it was just very yeah, like he, awkward. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, you know, and that, you know, that we kind talk, of sets a tone, right? And we talk so much about culture with new coaches and stuff. And you know, a lot of times these coaches will be like, "Well, did they really need to leave that early? Like their records are not showing that kind of thing." And you know, I always chalk it up to like maybe there were it was a culture issue, and it sounds like for him that's really what it was. Yeah, some coaches just do not. I mean, there's a level of. Um, Attention mm-hmm. that you get as an SEC football coach outside of Vanderbilt mm-hmm. and maybe Missouri mm-hmm. that uh, you've you've you're in the the microscope all the time, right? You're under it. You're not in it, I guess. You're under the microscope, and like your personality gets drawn out. Mm-hmm. And I think coaches that are very success successful are able to weave and utilize their personality as a weapon, mm-hmm. particularly against the press, mm-hmm. because I think if you're able to like use your personality as something that can like either distract or endear yourself to the media. I think that is almost like a, that that almost earns you like half a win to a win more public mm-hmm. perception wise. And if the coach, if you're a coach that just cannot do it, this is one of the reasons why I don't know if Brian Harson at Auburn is yeah. going to work because he doesn't seem to have, he doesn't seem to have the personality to own the moment, mm-hmm. right? He's like, we're going to work hard and, blue collar i'm like yeah that works great at boise state Mm -hmm. but you gotta have kind of an edge to you Mm -hmm. and i think shane beamer we saw that Mm -hmm. and uh you know drinkwitz from missouri like and obviously kiffin and mike leach sam Pittman. yes exactly so that's where i don't know and i to be honest also as a kentucky fan mark stoops has grown in that Mm -hmm. um because early west well yeah i mean there you go because our roots and early on, he really didn't have that. So I think that for McIlwain, he kind of got in that position and couldn't really like live in the moment mm-hmm. and be comfortable in his own skin. Even if that skin took him by a shark on a boat out deep sea fishing, we don't know for sure. It probably wasn't. But still, that picture, you need to see it at some point. Do I? 
It's something else. Um. Okay. So who's our last M? Well, then we fire McElwain. And I think Randy Shannon was sure. the interim coach. She used to be a. You know, coach if you count Missouri. all the interims along with this, they had six coaches. Yeah. This decade. Yeah. Exactly. Uh. So then you go get Thunder Dan. Thunder Dan. That's actually the nickname of a NBA player from the '90s called Dan Marley. Uh huh. So I don't know why I call Dan Mullen Thunder Dan, but I okay. just thought I would go with that. Sure. Um, um, so Dan Mullen, we kind of talked about him a little bit when just last time, right? Mississippi State. Whenever we did that. Yeah. Two times ago, I think. Was it? Um, yeah, it was two times ago. So he was at Mississippi State and left in the night. Not really, but he came very fast to Florida. 3.30 uh, in the afternoon. No, <laughs> he has Florida roots. Right. He was Tim Tebow's offensive coordinator. Right. Under Meyer. Right. So this is, I think it's a slam dunk hire. Definitely. Uh, I, and I think that obviously he's done well, extremely well. Uh, but I think even then it was a slam dunk. Tennessee, I want to say when Tennessee hired Jeremy Pruitt, Dan Mullen was involved in that. But I think oh, that doesn't make sense then what I was about to say because McElwain got fired so early. It was like... Mullen was waiting for Florida, and like Tennessee tempted him. I don't know exactly how that worked. Maybe Tennessee was the year before. I don't know. Never mind. Okay. But anyway, Dan Mullen was involved. It's a fun ride. It was right, and through my thoughts, mm-hmm. Dan Mullen was involved in potentially going to Tennessee mm-hmm. at some point. And um, well, he was never going to stay at Mississippi State forever. No, and know? he did so well. And in fact, it, I, you know, early on when you thought I was having the hiccups or dying, I was actually scrolling through. And looking at Florida in the 2010s, the record was 81 and 46. Mm-hmm. Don't check me on the math; it's probably wrong, but it's close. Mm-hmm. Mississippi State's was 79 and 51, so that's remarkably close. Yeah, right. To yeah, but Mississippi State had one of their best decades, and this was, as I said, the worst decade for Florida. Since right. No, well, I'm not saying that the programs are equal, but I'm just giving you an idea that that's that's the impact that Dan Mullen could have. And okay, it was Dan Mullen saying. that actually pulled him ahead probably of that record the last mm-hmm. two years yeah 2018 he starts oh dan oh, you said, oh damn <laughs> <laughs> i was like you're getting real passionate about this aren't you well i will i will say i was passionate about what i'm about to say uh okay remember we're talking about florida we're not talking about kentucky well no we actually are i know but i we're talking about florida there are moments in one's life in which you see things happen that you feel that nature had taught you it could never be done. An example of which would be in 2015 when American Pharaoh won the Triple Crown. As he's running down the, oh the home stretch of the Belmont Stakes, you, I, you have to, like, there's some, like, synthesizing in your mind that gets you to actually think that something that is true, which is no horse can win this, and you see it happen, it's a total framework in your mind that you have to shift. Okay, Same thing happened in 2016 when the Chicago Cubs won the World Series. It's like, I don't know how to like interpret what I'm seeing because what I'm seeing cannot happen. So Kentucky beats Florida in 2018. Y'all, I was doing all the hand gestures for him to get through that speech. I was enjoying myself, you and were, you're yeah. over here having a seizure. And I, I'm just like, no, I'm going to enjoy this moment. And really, for Dan Mullen, it was not something to be enjoyed because your second game, you literally lose to the team that you haven't lost to since 1986 my entire life. Right. But, you know, what it looks like is because they have – that was the only time they've lost to Florida, right? 
Ken- since, the only time since, Kentucky's lost to Florida? Since then. They have not lost to them the last three, two years, Who, right? Florida? Yes. No. All right. Look at me like that. But I don't know what you were saying. <laughs> but like since then, they have not lost. So they've only lost to them that time. Anyways, I don't I don't know if they're going to break that streak again, is what I'm saying. You don't think Kentucky's ever going to be... Not streak, because it's not a streak. Well, I mean, not... I'd it's two say years now. That's a long time. Mullen's team, they're on their way up. Their airplane is flying. Um, Kentucky has a quarterback now that can throw a forward pass, but more about that on Sunday. Okay, so they win the next five after they, they lose do, to Kentucky. Including a big win over uh, LSU. That's right. They lose to Georgia, which is lovely. That was actually a terrible loss. Um, and Missouri, um, but they go to the Peach Bowl. Yeah, and I I will also say that Kentucky should have been in the Peach Bowl that year uh, instead of Florida, but it was a good end to the season. Um, Take off your Kentucky listen, hat. Listen, okay, okay. And you thought you're one to talk. Be, half of these, half of these primers, bad. you have been. Oh, Alabama! Oh gosh, I'm just in is, such a bad mood. Listen. Oh, Florida! Oh, they just shoot each other down there, and they shoot each other with guns. I don't know. Lord. I'm not sure what you were saying there. I'm I can barely sure understand how, you when you talk like that. Goodness uh, me! All right, so uh, but they go ten and three. That's a good season. That's mm-hmm. a good first season, mm-hmm. right? So 2019. Mm-hmm. Where, where are you going? What are they doing? Well, they're doing well. They win their first six. Then they lose uh, LSU in Georgia, two of three. Mm-hmm. Then they win their last four. So it, they're being well positioned, right? Right, 11 and two. I mean, that's a really good season. Yeah. And I know that, the like we've said, the East is not the most powerful part of the conference still. But, um, you know, it's getting back up to where Florida is in conversation with Georgia. Well, and the thought is, in those two years, they lose to LSU and Georgia both years. 2019, you're going to lose to LSU. Everyone does. Um, but you lose to LSU and Georgia. No, they beat LSU in 2018. My bad. So they're losing to Georgia both years. They have got they split with LSU. Um, so this is, I mean, it's a very good start to the mm-hmm. tenure. And you leave 2019 if you're Florida and you're feeling good because – Basically, what Mullen has done is he's come in and taken a team which just hit rock bottom in 2017, and he's got them back to at worst second in the East. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've really got to you've got to be, I think, pretty happy if you're Florida about where it's going. All right, let's do superlatives. All right, best go. Best moment. I did not pick one. Really? I don't think there was one. I had a hard See, that time. Was, that was my hot take. Okay. Is just. This was a painful decade yeah. relative to, to expectations, mm-hmm. and there was not one signature moment. Like, there just wasn't, because it's all in the context of what you do with that moment, even. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you just look at one moment without any context, it's probably when they threw that Hail Mary to beat Tennessee. Mm-hmm. But that year, they fired McElwain. I mean, right. it was a terrible year. So, I, I don't think there was a best moment. I mean, I I don't disagree, honestly, because I had a hard time finding best. And I threw out 2015 Ole Miss win, 2018 beat number five LSU. Like, yeah. those are good moments, but what do they do with it? Yeah, that's the thing. You know? Nothing so was I agree. Done. That's, a good, that's a good point. All right, worst moment. Uh, the McElwain death threat saga. Oh, yeah. I mean, just it's just very, it's very unfortunate. Mm-hmm. And it's probably just something the heat of the moment he said without thinking, and it turned into... Just a mess and probably not something that, you know, broader than football that we should really, you know, appreciate. So. Okay. Okay. Um, you want to know mine? 
Uh, sure, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So my worst um, moment is uh, Urban Meyer leaving. Yeah. Imagine if he'd stayed. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, let's let's imagine this, right? You have, because he left in what, 2011, at the end of 2010, mm-hmm. right? Like, what if you had this decade with Alabama and Saban versus Florida's Urban Meyer all decade? Now, that would have painted a completely different picture for, yeah. that means that. I the, bet they would have had a best moment. Yeah. <laughs> you know? You know, I bet they yeah. would have. And I bet that, you know, the whole story and narrative of the SEC, we've talked, you know, through all, all of these primers, we mentioned Nick Saban in every single one of them. It's, Maybe yeah. not Vanderbilt, but, you know, like in almost every single one of them, he is part of that narrative. And I think Urban Meyer would have been that instrumental in the SEC right. as a whole and put Florida in that instead of this like fly up, fly down, fly up, fly down. Yeah, and if you did. think about it, if you assume that Florida is the perennial East champ, probably takes out uh, South Carolina's good run, mm-hmm. takes out Missouri's good run. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, you know, who knows about the Kirby Smart effect? I mean, there's just a lot that would have changed, and I think that's uh, that's probably a good uh, indicator is uh, just of how it could have been different mm-hmm. for sure. Top yeah. top rival, um, you know I put I put Georgia. Yeah, that's what I put. Um, especially this decade, um, they had uh, Georgia won six out of the ten yeah. games, and it was the worst decade for well, Florida in that rivalry. I was about to say like versus the nineties and two thousands right. that for Florida. There's is not, always not good. There's always been a hatred, um, Spurrier, especially but if you were a player, I think there's yeah. something in that about that game in Jacksonville that as a player you get super fired up for, mm-hmm. and you know, like and you see that in these coaches that have now become or these that were players and then now coaches like Spurrier who has this hatred for Georgia no matter where he went right Right. that kind of stayed with him and I think you see that in Kirby Smart too because you know the first part of the decade it was kind of up and down whether Florida was going to beat Georgia they they beat them a lot more in the first part of the decade um, than when Kirby's been here they have only lost to them once yeah. You know, and like that game is always, I don't know, but I think Kirby's like, no, 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 we will win well, this game. I guess that loss was last year. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, there have been uh, a lot of Georgia Florida games from this decade that were all. Actually, awful. maybe two. Yeah. But, sorry. 2020. Yeah. But there have been a lot of the, the games that have been awful, awful games, mm-hmm. like just putrid to watch and like those are years where georgia would come in four and three and florida was five and four i mean it's just like these are two not great teams right and it's in a prominent like it, it's one of those games at cbs mm-hmm. rest in peace when it goes away but cbs's sec coverage they always put that one on tv right um doesn't matter who else is playing mm-hmm. um and some years it's like do we need this? Right. I don't think we did for yeah. the aesthetics of it all. Right. Okay. So 2020, the Mullen train continued. Um, Florida was one of the, the, the record's not going to show it. They're going to end eight and four. Mm-hmm. But you got to have a COVID asterisk. Well, it wasn't even that. Um, I think Florida ended up, I think, one of the five best teams in the country. I think just by the end of the year, they gave up. Mm. And the giving up was that they had four or five top offensive talents who were in the NFL, you know, mm. by the end of the season. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they start the year crushing Ole Miss in South Carolina, then they lose at A&M, mm-hmm. and that kind of sets A&M on their course last year. 
They ripped Missouri. They the second quarter against Georgia. I don't know. You, I don't know if you remember. Mm-hmm. It was just like they scored like thirty five points in the second quarter. Yeah, it was just insane. Um, and then uh, they beat Arkansas. They beat Vandy. They beat Kentucky. They beat Tennessee. And then came the shoe game. Right. Do you remember that? I do remember that. What a game that was. And that was LSU basically dead last year. Right. Going into the swamp. And a, a game for Florida, they'd already won the East. So, and, and at that point, I think they're ranked sixth. So, it's very possible if they win that game, they play, you know, maybe they cl- play close against Bama. Maybe they sneak into the playoff. Mm-hmm. But they lose that game to LSU. And then to their credit, they play with Alabama. Mm-hmm. 52-46 SEC title games. Great game. Uh, but they lose uh, it, it, with Kyle Pitts get, catching touchdowns with Kyle Trask, the Kyles, right? Mm-hmm. Offensive juggernaut. And then about the whole offense, except for Trask, uh, opts out of the bowl game. And right. Oklahoma destroys them. Mm-hmm. Not even close. So it's kind of ended with kind of a bad taste in the mouth. Mm-hmm. And Dan Mullen had a – Dan Mullen will say some things sometimes. He said at the end of the game, he's like – of that Oklahoma game, he says, oh, this was the first game for next year's team. Mm. I was like, get out of here. I yeah. mean, come on. Yeah. But it kind of ended with a bad taste in their mouth, and the combination of them losing so many offensive players plus Georgia bringing so much back, mm-hmm. I think people have forgotten that Florida actually won the East last year. Right. And uh, I think that they're kind of sandbagging a little on Florida um, for this coming season. But we'll talk more about this next time. We can say that now. I know. Um, But I think it's going to be an interesting year. They've got a good talent at quarterback, Emory Jones, Mm -hmm. uh, who's going to be – I think he's going to be good. I mean, Dan Mullen quarterbacks always show up. So I think they're going to be fine there. But they got a tough schedule. I mean, they got Alabama, the rotational West team. They got. I believe they have to go to LSU. Mm. And then, of course, they play Georgia. So uh, they have to go to Kentucky, Mm. which, you know. Yeah. Always a threat for for Florida, uh, but I think it's uh, it'll be an interesting year. I th- I I don't think they're going to crash. I think some people are actually predicting they might, mm. you know, lose four or five games. I don't think they'll do that, but we'll see how it goes. I know it'll be. We'll see what the airplane, how the airplane lands. Bring it back. I love it. That's yes, right. Yes. Um, well, let me shake your hand. We've done fourteen teams, and y'all y'all thought we wouldn't finish. And there was a point there. Y'all meaning me. <laughs> well, and there was a point there in August where we took like three weeks off, but we have persevered oh and come gosh. back. I cannot believe it. And now we get to do Texas and Oklahoma. Nope. Um, but they can I, do their own primer. That's right. I don't even know what that means. I don't either. Uh, so our plan is this. I think what we're, we're wanting to do is do a kind of a season. See, here's the thing. How do we do a season preview and a week one preview in the same? I don't think we do a week one preview. Oh. <sighs> Maybe that's part of it because there's really not many. There's only like three or four games right. worth mentioning. I think we do the se- like the, the season we preview is it. the week. Yeah. yeah. So okay. we're going to do a preview for the East on Sunday. We're going to record it Sunday. Yeah. And we should have that uploaded by Monday. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to do the West preview on Thursday during the Tennessee Bowling Green game. So that will be fun. Right. Uh, and then we should have that uploaded on sometime on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um we're actually, and then I think what our plan is, is in the next Sunday night, the Sunday night after the games, uh, we'll record kind of a recap. And we, I think some weeks we might do that on Saturday night if mm-hmm. maybe it's a low-stress game mm-hmm. for us. Which will not be this first one. Uh, no, not, not at all. And then the second week, I don't know how we're going to do it because we're going to be in Lexington. Right. We're going to report on location. No, we're not. From Kroger Field. No, we're not. Uh, 
with our special guest. Uh, so that will be fun. But anyway, and I, I do want to point, this might have been our longest primer ever. We're at no. 55. No, there was one we went an hour. The Georgia one. I think the Kentucky one. And went. the Kentucky one. Yeah. yeah, we're at our 54 minute mark. We're yeah, at, no, we're at 55. Look at it. I know, but it's like basically 54, 55. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, well you had to get emotional fuzzy math. about... Florida and Kentucky. That was not and emotional. I, just say, I was just putting it in a proper historical you thought, context. You thought that I was going to get all sassy about Florida. You did and get I sassy did, about Florida. I, I mean, a proper amount of sass that Florida deserves, right? I think I did excellent. I think you got kind of emotional about your memories and bringing up like horse-like mantras. That's not the right word. No, it's not. Whatever, y'all. We made it through the primers. We ended with Florida. And now we get to talk about things... In this day, actually, current actually things that are actually happening, happening, and I'm very excited about it. That's gonna be good. It's gonna be fun. All right, I'm Ben. I'm Brittany, and this has been you, me, and the SEC. Bye.